everybody, really excited about a new podcast I'm doing. So before you check out this one, and thank you for being a subscriber here, please check out my new show, Props and Drops, with the co-founder of DraftKings, Matt Kalish. We'll be talking a ton about alternative investing uh, and quite a bit about sports, betting, and in the alt-investing world, sports cards, sneakers, uh, clearly NFTs. Uh, just really excited about it. Uh, gonna be a little more fun a little bit more culture, day-to-day humor. I think you're gonna really like the first episode if you haven't checked it out. The link to the new show, Props and Drops, is in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. Uh, Would mean the world to me if you gave it a spin and hit me up on Twitter and told me what you thought. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. My question for you, Gary, is out of all the experiences that you've had as an entrepreneur, considering your successes, and your yep. failures. Yes. What What is one thing that you've learned that you wish you understood when you just started out? Uh, that I that my biggest vulnerability was that I I value positivity so much that it skewed too far, and I was unable to give critical feedback uh, often enough, which led me to not being as candorous as it's required to be a leader, which led to people for a good 20 years of my career be surprised, shocked, or appalled by being fired because I didn't give a good enough feedback during the process and that my kindness and compassion was my strength, but also my, was my macro strength, but was a micro vulnerability and needed to be rounded out with candor and feedback and to this day, as I sit in front of you right now, it continues to be a weakness of mine because I'm optimistic. I put it all on my shoulders. If Dustin Wiggins is not performing, I'm like, okay, I've got to motivate him. I'll figure out a different thing. I'll move his department. I'll find another way. Instead of saying like, Dustin, you're just not putting in the effort of the same people around you and you're being exposed because this is a hardcore place. Or Dustin, like you're insecure, which is making you manage mm-hmm. people in a way that you know really isn't like up to stuff here and i'm really really concerned about it um and so you know that that is a that is a real thing that i i worry about um uh, that i need to be more candorous that's cool can i I give you a chance to do that to me right now i can well what's funny is what's funny is it's why i crush on q a it's because i'm very candorous when i do this because you're an acquaintance or a friend. When somebody works for me, they're my family. And, I, and something yeah. broke down over the 20 years there. But I, listen, the reason I can talk about it now is I've gotten to a much better place. Much better place. Uh, real quick, uh, this is going to be a learning for everybody. Watch this. I'm sorry to interrupt, Dustin. Uh, whoever's, ma- whoever's woman or manning my Instagram live on my team right now, please bring in somebody... Uh, into like the queue like to facetime with what team what that's going to do is it's going to push back a push notification for everybody that follows me and the 1200 people that are watching on instagram right now will bump up to four to five thousand do that every 10 minutes uh can you please confirm on the whatsapp that whoever on instagram heard me on that and can do that uh the re the rebump will help the rebump will help anyway dustin go ahead all right so for that candid feedback for about a decade I've had a very deep passion for being an entrepreneur and I've been shooting everywhere. Like I've owned a small dry cleaning business, publishing company. Um, 
I've done e-commerce, private labeling, a little bit of manufacturing, just crazy all over the place. And I love everything. I'm like so interested in everything. But oh, and even even now, I own a about a year ago, I invested in a travel franchise, which is <laughs> kind of a rough time right now. Um, but I'm just all over the place. My social media content, I love your book, Crushing It, is like my YouTube channel. You could watch my kids shaving, me giving a, a pitch on some business, and then, you know, some other crazy thing about a posture language or something. So I'm just like all over the place. And um, I just feel like I, I can never really be truly successful at anything because I'm just too busy doing everything. What uh, advice could you give to me to focus? Have you, uh, I, I don't know if it's focus. Let's dig here. We'll go Candrous. Have you okay. ever have you ever had a successful business? Like, and 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 when you say yes or kind of, uh, tell me how successful. Let's really break well, it down. What? Well, actually, I'm, let me start over. I apologize. What is the most successfully financial business you've ever had during this run? And it's okay, brother. Listen to me. Listen to me. Good. This is real talk. This is like. We're turning Corona into like the, we're putting fucking limes. <laughs> we're putting fucking happy limes in this coronavirus. Um, yeah. So I've, not, I've, I've do done not nothing. Be embarrassed. Tell me the truth. Nothing but bootstrapping for me. I haven't gone into excessive amounts of debt except for when I bought the dry cleaning business. And Gary, that was tough, man. Like, you know, you know how to small business, of you course, know, bro. like 16 hours a day working until my hands were bleeding. Like and that was insane. When was and that? That was 2014. Just got back from Afghanistan. I was in the National Guard Thank and I uh, couldn't find a job when I got back. I mean, I, I did. I was a, a server for $2.10 an hour at some Utah restaurant and then a 911 dispatcher for like eight bucks an hour. So I was doing those two things. I was like, I can't do this. So I bought a dry cleaning business, knew nothing about it. I would say that was when, my most. Went into debt? Oh, significant amounts of debt. Yeah, I had to big house, nice, well, the business, and it was just insane, right? My student loans, my wife's student loans, it was wild. And um, how were you I, able I bought to, it wrong. How, how, how were you able to get, were you able to borrow money because of your, your yep. status in the National Guard or because people were just lending money in 2014 or why? Yeah, I got, I got a, a, let's see, it was my, um, my wife's father who owned several businesses was able to lend me I some see. money so to do it. Fam- I respect that. Amazing. And, yeah. And and so, so I, for, for a year in that business, I was nonstop living there and uh, I bought it wrong. I didn't notice, I didn't know what to look for on a P&L statement. I didn't know why there was no labor costs on there. Didn't even think to look and to ask, but the dude had his entire family in there working and I was just by myself. And right, so, so it I seemed to, more had, profitable than it was because exactly. there's no labor costs in there because he had free labor yep. from families. Understood. So I had to hire people. All my profit that I was making just went to Spanished. fix, fix broken machines, hire people. And it was just insane. Um, but I, I did grow the business. The revenue increased about 35% in that first year. Why? I started doing, uh, implementing automations, like listening to advice from people like you. Uh, the E-Myth was a huge book for me that helped me get through that. Um, but then, like, because I wasn't paying for my family, I was going into excessive amounts of debt on my credit card. It was just insane. And then I got an offer from the government to go serve as a teacher in a full-time military position, had to take it. 
Understood. sold a business, sold my house, made enough money to pay off all of my debt, including my wife's loans, my, my wife's student loans and my student loans, all the credit card debt, the business, everything. So I start, I, I went from tons of debt, mountains of debt to zero. <laughs> I didn't own anything, but I didn't owe anything. And that would be my most successful, I think. How'd you, ha how'd you get the house? Um, just regular loan, conventional loan. Right. So back in the day, you had some money, you got a loan, and, and the house yeah. went up during the period of time that you bought it? Oh, big time. Yeah. So I made money so, off the house too. So the how, did you make money on the cleaners or you lose on the cleaners but made money on the house and the house covered everything? Yeah. I th the house pretty much covered everything on that. That's what I figured and that's why I wanted to ask that question. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think so – First of all, I really like you. Like, and I and I mean that. Let me let me let me be honest here. I think I think something I've been thinking a lot about is likability and and just like general vibe. I've been thinking a lot about this, so I just wanted to share that. So, what's your question? Do I think you're an entrepreneur, or how should you, how should I think about like focus, how, brother? Brother, focus yeah. is a misnomer. People that blame lack of focus for why they're not successful entrepreneurs are trying to blame a micro thing for a macro thing. I'm the least fucking focused person I know. <laughs> and, and, so, and, so are, and so are some of the most successful entrepreneurs I know. Now, they, she and him, tend to be focused enough on one core thing that affords them to be lack of focus. But I'm also don't focus and I'm successful. I've got, I'm a co-founder and incubated and on the board of a company called Resi. And Resi goes and sells for nine figures to Amex after five years. I, I'm, awesome. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build wine text and yummy text. If you drink wine or eat gourmet food, you better sign up, Dustin. Uh, I'm trying to build <laughs> wine text and yummy text for my dad. That's good. I'm doing baseball card and sports card hustle. That. I'm producing content. That. I'm public speaking. That. I'm the CEO of a thousand-person company, which is a thousand-person holding company. So it not only is VaynerMedia, but it's Pure Wow and 1.37 p.m. It's the Sasha Group. It's Vayner Speakers. It's Tracer. Now, why can I do it? Because in Tracer, Jeff Nicholson and Leighton Welch, I don't do anything for that business, like except be there for them because they're capable. Same with Zach Mackler and Vayner speakers. Maybe I'm the biggest speaker on there, but Zach and Steve, they run that shit, right? Gary, James I love that. Yep. You know, so like, but I'm helter skelter like crazy, but I'm just great at being an entrepreneur uh, because I'm good at it. Like it's what I'm good at, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, and like the reality is just because you took a huge L on the cleaning thing or a solid L, that doesn't scare me because you obviously didn't grow up being a businessman and so you and even if you did i would argue not seeing that the PL didn't have employees on it is a rookie mistake that even people that were meant to go on and build good businesses and growing a business 35 percent on the consumer side is a big deal i would argue it's harder to build a business 35 percent growth than it is to learn the learnings of the boring shit of PL taxes things of that nature so there's a lot of interesting elements here yeah, I grew, I grew up in a trailer park in North Vegas. Very <laughs> like I did not have That's, any no, business no, acting growing up. No, 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 no. There's an unlimited amount of people that grew up in trailer parks that went on and built hundred million dollar companies. Oh yeah, I got the story. Not about, it's <laughs> I just not want a, the it's, success. <laughs> but but brother, they had the natural talent. Mm -hmm. In the same way that you have super pretty eyes, and that's what you were given. <laughs> is the same way that some people were given entrepreneurship in the same way that you were given the bravery to defend this country. Like, and I'm so grateful for that. And there's a lot of people Thanks that don't have support, the stuff. Man. 
And honestly, Dustin, I want you to hear this. I don't know, you know, I think if I was drafted, I would go. But I don't know if I have the DNA of like raising my hand to go, right? I would, I would always go if I got drafted. I wouldn't have been one of those people in the 70s that went to Canada or faked a knee injury. I would have fucking gone. But I wouldn't have been fucking raised my hand and gone yet. Like that's not in my stomach, but it's in your Gary, stomach. One of the reasons I even signed up for the military was I read an article in Forbes that talked about these leaders in these Fortune 500 companies or veterans, prior military service. I was like, all right, there must be something there that I can I, I, I'm worried that the kid that grows up in a trailer park puts money on a pedestal and puts business on a pedestal because they didn't have it. Yeah, you're probably right, man. I know I'm I mean, right. The amount of people that don't come for money that then put money on a pedestal versus, for example, not coming for money, but it was my calling. I didn't know anything else, brother. Mm. At five years old, six years old, I didn't, there was nothing. I didn't know business existed when I was pulling flowers out of yards and selling it. I didn't know business. I didn't know. I mean this at six years old as an immigrant in a Russian family, I didn't know that business. I don't, I didn't know that business existed when I started a lemonade stand. I didn't know. I'm not even sure I understood business existed when I was doing baseball cards. It was my calling. I was like, I always think of business for me. Like, you know, those light things that those zapping light things that sit outside in people's porches. So yeah, absolutely. What are they called? Like zapper or what the, I don't know, whatever the fuck they are. Those lights, that to me is business. And I'm like a little fucking mm. ladybug or a fly or a wasp just flying right into it. There was no other option. It wasn't because it was a reaction mm. to my financial status. I wasn't sitting in a trailer park at 11 saying, I'm going to get out of here. It's money, money, money. I'm never going to, I'm never going to fucking worry about next paycheck or worry of running out of gas. A lot of people put money on a pedestal out of dire situations, which gives them a bad relationship with the game of entrepreneurship because they're trying to use the game to give them money. They're not respecting yeah. and loving the game for the fucking game. You're right. You're totally right. And I, I had this realization recently because um, I've gone through dozens of failures. And I think my main, I think this is why I failed, to be honest with you, because I put money as the focus, not serving others. And, and that, that has- forget about, And brother, serving yourself. Like I love my fucking game. Like, I love it right now. I love that I'm going to hang up in an hour and seven minutes and go into a finance call and try to figure out some sort of thing with snacks or the security guards at Long Island City or travel expenses because I have to save every job to the best of my ability. And then I'm going to have to go into next week or the week after and have the really tough process of going through every employee and realizing that, I mean, we've had, we had seven to 10 employees that were on the being let go block a week before corona and some of them like we just didn't get around to it It was gonna be the next week and you know and like what do i do with them right like like those are people that are underperforming that are are detrimental to our business but right now um even though the right count the counsel i'm getting which is proper from my leadership which is like look we're gonna have to still make those moves it is this is the new normal i'm struggling with doing that during this time but at the same token then that makes people that are crushing it vulnerable if this is prolonged that's fucking you know what a rock and a hard place is that yeah, that's insane get, but but guess what i love it because that's my response it's exciting yeah yeah it, and it's, it's, not, exciting. It, it's it, it's exciting not because i'm in control it's exciting because i i don't know anything other than being accountable being a leader put it on my back i got this guys i got this gals like that's who i am in business I'm not sure that I'm that guy when it's going into 
uh, uh, enemy territory in Afghanistan. I don't know if I'm that guy. I don't think I'm the, the, I got this guy, I got these gals. Like, I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm, I got this guys, I got this gals when the shed breaks during a tornado and we have to rebuild it. I don't want to fucking build a shed and <laughs> fuck it, you know, in the backyard. Like, like, you know, like, I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't know, if, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I'm not, but I am an entrepreneur. And during this period right now, we're about to find out who is and isn't. And, and I can promise you right now, in one man's point of view, an entrepreneur is not going to be the entrepreneur that I define when she or he does it strictly for the money. And a lot of people do it for the money. Agreed. And a lot of them do it because they didn't grow up with it. A lot of them do it because they're insecure and they did grow up with it and they need it to continue their fucking reputation. Um, I do it for fucking gain. And you need to figure out what you like. And, and I would argue that it, it's servicing me, let alone servicing people. I don't think it's the way your sentence was described was very altruistic and very noble, but I don't believe in that. I believe that fucking entrepreneurship is serving me. It is my oxygen. It is the blood that runs through me. I am built for it. And, and I feel like right now entrepreneurship is on such a pedestal that a lot of people who are numbers, Dustin, I promise you right now, just even spending a little time with you, you'd be a really good number seven with me. You'd be a really good number seven with me. Do you know what I mean? And right now, a lot of people who are number sevens want to be number ones because it's cool or they want the fucking money and they're going to get caught. And I think you've continued to get caught. Um, and I think you need to have that conversation with yourself. Hmm. Or find something that you love so much and then build a business model on top of it. Have you read Crush It? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Go, I love that right, book. Go read it right now. Go read it. <laughs> okay. Because what I wrote in 2008. I, I haven't implemented a lot of it. Like I'm not posting daily because I'm all over the place and I don't feel like, I don't know. By the way, I, being I don't all have over the place. Focus is, on it. Dustin, that's not true. Being all over the place is the, this is back to, um, for everybody out there right now who's blaming, I'm all over the place. I have too many interests. There's too many ideas. I'm all over. You're fucking full of shit. Because <laughs> okay. if you're all, Dustin, if you're all over the place, that means you have more shit to post about. Right. Yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, Dustin, you're not in a creator's mindset. You're not taking a screenshot of this right now and then posting it on, on Instagram. You're going to do it now. I'm watching your eyes. But like, <laughs> but like you're, Dustin, you're not in a creator mindset. You're not in the mindset of a creator that I try to get crushed it into, which is right now you take a screenshot of this and this becomes a great Instagram post where you let your whole heart out and you write a fucking manifesto underneath this picture and say, look, Gary V fucking gave me a, you know how some people get a back readjustment. Gary just gave me an entrepreneurial mental adjustment. I've got to take a step back and write your fucking heart out. That's going to be your most successful Facebook and Instagram post. And by the way, when yeah, you're all right. over the place, when you're all over the place, you're golfing, you're picking up coffee, you're talking to your wife, you're fucking like this, you're having a bit like, you walk by cleaners and take a photo, you could create content all day long. Crush it is not about posting all day long, though that is part of it. Crush it is about, hey, if you love skiing, hey, if you love tea, hey, if you love the Yankees, you have to start making content around that, and then you can lay your business on top of it. Mm. You love the Yankees? Like, everybody who's home right now fucking stuck. Start a podcast, a YouTube show, and an Instagram around your favorite thing. Make videos about, if you love an NFL team, you're set. There's free agency, there's things to talk about. Become your local sportscaster. Take your hot takes, post. And then after a year, 
of that. Maybe you can get to a place where somebody wants to sponsor your Yankees podcast, the Yankee shop for 2,500 a month. And you start building, you start building. It's about building a business around something that makes you happy, not the business that you think is going to make you the most money. Do you know why everybody's into Agreed. cryptocurrency and cannabis and social media and real estate and, and, and Wall money. Street selling <laughs> money, money. Yep. And, and when you make money the goal, you become fucking vulnerable mentally. You become vulnerable fucking mentally. I know fucking unlimited people that fucking went into something, actually made the money, but they fucking hate it. And three years, at first they needed the money, but three years in, now they've got the money and now it's fucking handcuffs because they need the money because now they've started spending it. People who don't have anything, when they get money, then they start buying dumb shit. Because that's part of the whole equation of the psychology of not coming from anything and getting money. They want the money not for stability and peace of mind. They want the money for the BMW that they saw the rich people owned when they walked across the highway from the trailer park to go to the mall. And they're like, one day I'm going to have one of those. They put fucking things on a pedestal. Their insecurities of their status is driving them. And And plenty of people can be successful through deep insecurity but they're not happy fucking people. Let there be no fucking confusion on this tea with Gary Vee. I'm not talking about successful entrepreneurship. I'm talking successful life. Happiness. Absolutely. Yep, Happiness. I agree with you. 100% Gary. And you're a beast, Gary. Thank you for the daily grind like and all the, all the awesome content you put out. Rewatch really this. It. Rewatch this. I will. Rewatch <laughs> this. Have this conversation with you. If, you, if you're going to If you're going to start another business, Build it around the thing that is your number one hobby or your number one curiosity or your number one interest. I talk number a lot one. about, yeah, I talk a lot about Yankees. I would also talk about like, if you wish you were a cook, let's talk about something else I've never talked about. I just thought of it. Or the journey. I think an incredible uh, podcast, YouTube series and Instagram content and TikTok for you would be the journey of becoming a chef with Dustin Wiggins. Hey everybody, it's, I'm gonna start role play. I'm gonna I'm using the corona to really go deeper. Ready? I'm gonna role play. Here's Let's your first it, video. Yeah. Let's make pretend you wanted to be a chef. This is for everybody, not necessarily maybe you, and then maybe I'll ask you what your favorite thing is. Hey everybody, it's uh, Dustin Wiggins. I'm starting this new show. Big shout out to Gary V for finally pushing me to do this. I'm starting this new show with called Be- The Journey of Becoming a Chef with me, Dustin Wiggins. Uh, in this show, in all my content on social, you'll be seeing me trying to become a chef. After this rare encounter, chance encounter with Gary Vee on live stream a couple weeks ago, he encouraged me and I, and I realized I, bo- I, I really want to be a cook. Now, let me start by saying this. The reason it's called the journey of becoming a chef is I might not succeed. I might not be great at cooking. But what you're going to see in today's episode, first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, about you know, what, you know, how, I, how I grew up in a trailer park, how I went to Afghanistan, how I failed in a laundromat, where I am in my life. But what this show is really going to be about is like literally you, the world. And I know right now there's only four of you watching. Thanks for my family and like my father-in-law and like my two friends, but like, but soon and hopefully this will be bigger. This is going to be the journey of me becoming a chef. You're going to literally watch me watch YouTube videos and learn how to slice with a sharp knife. And I'm sure I'm going to cut my finger and bleed. You're going to watch as I taste things I've never tasted before. Like what the fuck is foie gras and escargot? (laughs) This is going to be me trying to become a chef. I hope you enjoy it. Each week I'll answer a couple of questions about you going through what journey you're going through. I'll have a tip of the day. Uh, Once a week I'm going to try to put out a recipe. I'm sure they're going to suck at first, but this is going to be one of the great journeys. Now let me transition to who I am. I was born in a trailer park. That 
that, Dustin. That is for you and everybody else who either, there's two ways to go about this. There's no excuse for anybody to not start a podcast, YouTube show, and a content series on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Here's why. Either you love the Yankees so much and you start your Yankee show. Let me give you the new one. This is the next one. Hey, everybody, it's Mike Playa. Uh, stuck at the corona thing. My, uh, my ticket business isn't working right now, so I'm starting this podcast about you know Yankee talk with Mike Playa. Uh, grew up a Yankees fan in Long Island. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, now let's talk about free agency. I'm really worried, and let's talk about our rotation. I'm really worried about J.A. Hop. Either that you're that guy or girl because you love the Yankees, or you've always wanted to learn how to, and you start a format called the journey of becoming that person, and now you're documenting. You're either a fan and have expertise in the Yankees because you love it, or you're documenting the journey of becoming something you wish you were, and and those two formats cover every fucker that's watching this episode of Tea with Gary B. I want no fucking excuses. Enough of worrying about what people fucking worry about. Let's create content. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week. Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, my habits are changing thanks to Gary. I sleep when needed. I give my 100% into my business daily. I exercise when listening to you and plan my day. I am way more proactive and understand that not everyone will approve of me, and that's okay. Thanks, Gary. Now, thank you for that amazing review. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.